opportunities, not the best problem or the biggest problem. And it's easy to do because you get somebody you've had a few months, a few years that knows how to fix shit. Okay, Jack, you know how to fix shit. So I mean, you're good. Go <coughs> fix this problem. No, put Jack on the biggest opportunities. You put your best and brightest and most gifted on the biggest opportunities, not fixing problems. Not fixing problems. And private equity, venture capital, angel investors, that's tough for them to do because they're interested in the return of their capital that you may lose unless you fix the problem right away. You gotta put the biggest, not biggest, uh, the, the best and brightest and quickest on the biggest opportunities, not uh, fixing problems. And I still make that mistake, and then I'll correct myself. I'll go back I'll, after I'm eating, uh, and I'll and I'll and I don't mind eating crow. I don't mind saying I make a mistake, which is highly unusual for a lot of these guys up here and gals. And I'll say, no, I've changed my mind. Uh, I was an heir. I stand corrected. I want Rufus to be on this, and I want Doofus to be on that. But in the spur of the moment, because I like to make decisions quickly, I'll put, I say, put Taco Bell on that, you know, as opposed to having a lesser human being on that. And it's not because the, the person that's not as sharp uh, isn't important, but more important to grow the business. Growing top line is the most important thing, as long as it's legal, moral, and ethical top line growth. Okay. Um, Always put your, oh, I said that, okay. Satya Paradox, these are words of wisdom, this is a summary from uh, the words of wisdom that I covered earlier in the seminar. Satya Paradox, Admiral Satya survived seven years of torture in Vietnam, not being overly optimistic uh, of being rescued within weeks, but for being realistic of knowing it could be years. The other optimistic American POWs around him died of broken expectations and hearts of hoping to be rescued within weeks. Realists are brutally honest with themselves. Nobody's as brutally honest as I am. And when we start these uh, weekly meetings, excuse me, weekly reports next week, I mean, you're gonna find out because I don't, I don't fuck around. I don't wait to say, oh, uh, maybe Mark will get wise. Maybe he'll do this, maybe he'll do that. And I'll tell him this is a fucking idiotic idea. Same with uh, Taco Bell over here, same with Matt. Uh, same with Jack, uh, same with everybody in the room. You know, I, because, unless you're taking advantage of my experience, then you're wasting a lot of fucking money. And most of these things, not uh, virtually all of these things, I've already done. Uh, failure is not an option, even in the face of great adversity. Just know what the adversity really is. Uh, whereas the hedgehog versus the, the, the fox, the fox is smart and cunning, but gets caught up with lots of details, becoming misdirected and chasing his own tail. Hedgehogs do only one thing and do it well and nothing else. They eat. The best CEOs of all time are all hedgehogs. Mr. Zuckerberg, even though I, I disagree with several things that he's done, he's a hedgehog. He wants to make Facebook have the world, the people on the planet, be able to interface and share ideas and experiences. If Mark Zuckerberg died tonight, and God knows I'm not wishing that on him, he's already accomplished that. He's already accomplished that big time, with a billion, 200 million, a billion, 300 million, whatever it is. Okay. Now, I don't know what is, what, what, you know, he's trying to monetize 
Facebook, so to keep his shareholders happy, etc. But he's already connected the world for free, which is big, which is big, okay? But he's a hedgehog in that regard, and he's a hedgehog in that regard, he, he, he's got good leadership skills. Uh, Jimmy Carter was an example, smart, worldly, tackled many issues and got lost in detail. Ronald Reagan, only President Reagan, only had one thing on his mind for eight years, Russia, remove the evil empire, remove the evil empire. Uh, Reagan was a hedgehog. Uh, our, our, all great hedgehogs have three things in common. <clears throat> one, they're passionate about what they believe in. Two, they recognize that they are genetically encoded for their chosen field of endeavor, they really love what they do, and three, and somebody will pay them for what they love to do. Again, Mr. Zuckerberg is an example of that. He's getting paid, not in salary, because he only takes one dollar now, but he's getting paid for the value of his stock for something he's, love, he's in love with and passionate about since he was at Harvard. So in that regard, he's a fortune guy, young man, you know. World of Wisdom, again, CEO's most important task, never stop becoming qualified for your job. The flywheel effect, and this is real important for the people on YouTube and the people in this room, when you start pushing a 10-ton metal flywheel, it takes lots of effort to make a single revolution, but less than three, by, for the next three, momentum will start to carry the wheel forward. Same is true in business. It's tough and slow to build momentum and inertia, but before long, it starts spinning under its own force. After a while, uh, multiple revolutions will uh, create uh, uh, evolution. Momentum, old big mo, as we used to call it, and is 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 really important because once you have momentum, it gives you more uh, room for error. I'm not suggesting that you make errors, but it gives you more room for error because everybody in the company wants to see increased uh, revenue. Everybody in the company wants to see you, uh, your traction uh, increase. Everybody in a company wants to see uh, you uh, be successful. And nobody likes being part of a successful model than the people that you're working for and even your customers. Building a great company means you're building something worthy of lasting questions. How do I know if your how do I know if the company is where your lasting answer does it stand for something great to someone? Dream now and then they will come. They, they will come. Uh, lastly, great companies do two things. They preserve core values and, and purpose and changes operating practice, technologies and culture as needed. When you get going, when you get started, you will have under the QLA methodology, you'll have gotten a, a chairman, you'll have gotten uh, dream team, team members, you will have uh, acquired uh, on a successful basis accountants, lawyers, other service providers, service professionals. That's only the beginning. The next step is if you follow the methodology, uh, you are going to look for a fragmented industry and you're going to consolidate, professionalize, etc., etc. Then you're going to sell, cash out, and do it again. Okay. Without the dream team, it is ex exceedingly more difficult to do. Uh, to acquire the dream team, you're going to be giving away equity to the dream team members. But I would rather have 40 or 60 percent of a hundred million dollar company than a hundred percent of a five million dollar company. That's the choice you have to make in your own mind and your own heart. Am I willing to give up equity? realizing 
that um, you're going to give up equity and part of your baby, and you ultimately might get thrown out. That's a whole other story. It's in the book. It's in my, uh, my newsletters. It's in my, my uh, QLA product. But the bottom line is you have to decide, do I want to build, be the best I can be and leave this planet knowing I did my very, very best, or do you want to leave this planet knowing that, you know, you, you, uh, you woulda, shoulda, coulda, etc. Okay. Tonight, um, we will have graduation. Tonight, uh, you're going to be dressed up in kilts. The guys, the ladies will be wearing whatever evening attire they have. Um, the, um, we will have a butler, like usual, bagpipe, uh, Scottish music, um, a lot to drink, uh, more so, I'm going to drink tonight, I haven't drank during the week, but I'll drink tonight. Uh, and then uh, most of you are leaving early in the morning. I have a couple meetings tomorrow morning. Uh, the, uh, if you have any questions of me tonight during our, our celebration, we're going to take pictures, it'll be on YouTube, etc., etc. Uh, your first weekly report is due for the week ended, it's coming Friday. A week from tomorrow, which is Good Friday, work, work ending Friday, due midnight, your time, whatever part of the world you're in. So that means if the reports come in before midnight, your time, I will receive them if I'm in Asia, Monday morning, my time. You're going to get a printout. Uh, I don't think it's such a hard report. Uh, our movie actors over here says it's pretty tough. And what's tough about it is that because it asks you to answer questions you probably never, ever, ever thought about in your business. Even Mark, who has been a devotee of my materials for a few years, um, uh, probably will see questions he's never thought of. And this is the new January edition, as opposed to the September one that you've, uh, you've uh, seen from your unidentical twin, uh, Blood Brother in Melbourne. Um, I tightened it up, and I decided in 2014, three of my new goals and affirmations were, one, I was going to be a lot fucking tougher. 2014. Okay. Two, I was going to tighten up tougher in the way I, I, I interface with you. Two, I was going to tighten up the weekly reporting system to make it even more accountable because it was, it was accountable for some people, but I left too much wiggle room that you could answer the questions kind of sloppy happy, and now you can't answer the questions sloppy happy. Because I ask you to account for your days. I ask you to account for your hours, okay? And uh, the, uh, I tease because I tease the Italian because... You know, we'll see. I have a feeling I know what his work ethic is. He tells me what his work ethic is, but I'll be able to determine what his work ethic is when I look at the weekly report. Um, and the third thing is, uh, we make the uh, weekly, or excuse me, monthly conference calls, the video conference calls, uh, more accountable uh, and less uh, uh, slappy happy because I ask harder questions. Um, I also now, where I didn't, 
when you have the ability to call me to make an appointment to talk to me in between the reports, now I tell you I want to talk to you on Skype. I tell you I want to talk to you on the phone in between the reports because I can see, you know, I can see in the first, the first week report will tell me if you're on, on mark or not. First week report. So rather than allow you a few weeks to see if you come back, I'll I'll bring you back to point as quickly as I can, uh, and uh, because my, my goal is to get you to be as successful as you can, and I've only got 12 months to do it. The, the highlight for you is this process is free. Uh, the the, uh, the, the uh, not so highlight for me is that I spend you know, 15, 20, 25 hours a week going through reports and studying uh, what you send me and uh, Googling to see if your, your answers are accurate. What I don't want and what I will not accept is you fucking cutting and pasting answers. What I also won't accept is that if you, um, your reports are late. If your reports are late to me, I don't read them. And if you have three reports that are late, I don't read any of them. So now, if you read not your time. What? Meet not your time. Our time. Your time. And but if you like, Tana sent me an email because she was here. She says, "All right, Dan, if I send you your report late," and I said, "Fine," because in real life, I mean, if you're gonna, if you've got a deadline, you're not gonna make it. You don't just tell the bank you're not gonna make the payment, do you? No, you don't. You call the bank. You email. Uh, so. We're instilling real-life constraints on the reporting system, and so far so good. We've, I've shared with you a couple of examples of people um, uh, being successful. Okay, any questions? A quick question uh, okay. that comes to my mind. Uh, when talking about negotiation, you say that you're trying to put the offer every time slightly out of someone's comfort zone. Correct. My question is, how do you find that comfort zone? How do you frame it? When you frame it, you know, by experience, you frame it by the other people that are on your dream team that have experience in that area. You know, that's how you frame it. But it's trial and error. I mean, you'll, you'll, get, you'll, get, better, you'll get better at negotiating the more you negotiate. And um, I would not leave negotiation to your lawyers and accountants because even though they're professional and they're supposedly acting in your best interest, they have an ax to grind. And the ax to grind is billable hours. It's billable hours. And I, uh, for, if you want to see some, some fun, uh, London Real, my uh, interview on London Real TV is being uh, published or put uh, live on Easter Sunday. And uh, the in-tongue joke says, Dan, since you think you're God, we're going to put you up against God on Easter Sunday. Which I have no problem going heads up with him. Mano y mano. I've done it before, I'll do it again. Thanks a lot. Ciao.